Yo, welcome back to another episode of Medical Sales Unfiltered with your boy, Pierre Pacini. So today we are going to talk about the presentation portion of the interview process. For me, it was Stryker. For you guys, it could be Medtronic. It could be Synthes. It could be so many different things. So this is still relevant to all of you, but I want to walk you guys through the three biggest mistakes that I made when getting prepped for this interview so that you guys don't make the same mistake. When I was trying to get into this industry so many years ago, nobody was really talking about it. It was everybody's best kept secret, and now everybody talking about it. So hopefully you guys are getting a plethora of information, but for you, for now, here are my three biggest mistakes. And the first was when I went into this interview, my hiring manager said, Hey, so when you go home tonight, what I want you to do is, um, I want you to study this certain procedure And then at the next interview, you're going to walk me through that procedure and sell me on the product. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I can do that. I'm good on that. And he also stipulated, which is mistake number one for me, which was do not reach out to any of the local reps. And I did just that. I didn't reach out to anybody. I just went ahead and did my own studying. Luckily for me, I'm a pretty quick read and I was able to obviously get the job. But for my advice to you guys, because I called this a mistake, hopefully you've networked enough that maybe you could reach out to somebody that isn't local and they can help you and walk you through it because he told me, you know, not locally. So if you got out of the local, is that still, you know, cheating, quote unquote. But at the same time, when I talked to my senior rep, you know, obviously after getting the job and, and after that interview process, before I even got the job, he was like, why didn't you just reach out to me? I mean, I wouldn't have told him and uh, I could have helped you out. And, you know, in retrospect, I really don't know uh, what the right answer would be, but I would still recommend having a conversation with somebody or maybe even before you get to that part of the interview process, asking the rep that uh, possibly, you know, gave you the information on how to get into this interview to, you know, give you some of the answers prior to being told not to be talked to about it. So mistake number one, mistake number two, I'm a newbie. I'm here fresh from, you know, just regular industrial sales. And when I hear the word procedure, I don't necessarily think about the fact that, you know, he wanted me to walk him through what the procedure would be like for me. I was literally just racking my brain around studying the entire surgical procedure and understanding exactly what the surgeon was doing at every step. And luckily, again, obviously I got hired, but for me, I'm a pretty quick study. I was able to still remember most of my product that would be used in that particular case. But where I messed up, which was mistake number three, is I focused so much on the wrong part of the procedure. I'm not a surgeon. Why am I focusing on what the surgeon is doing instead of what I'm doing? And that would be obviously learning everything about my product, all the screw sizes, all the drill bit sizes, what size the screwdriver heads are going to be, because a lot of these are not just your regular Phillips head screwdriver. It is most likely going to be a Torx head screwdriver um, or a hex screwdriver. So you need to know what size that is. And 
yeah, the, those were things that I did not study. And also I overcomplicated what an orthopedic surgeon does. And it took already getting hired and, you know, just learning on my own and learning with my senior rep that I should have really looked and approached this interview uh, piece as a carpenter, because that is what surgeons are. They are essentially the carpenters of the human body. Everything that you are doing within carpentry, you are doing within the OR. And that is how a lot of OR, uh, or I guess not OR, but surgical pieces were created was from, you know, that carpentry mindset. And that is what I wanted to give you guys is the understanding of what you should be looking at compared to what you might think you should be looking at. Because for me, I mean, that was not that obvious Uh, or, you know, I'm just oblivious. I don't know. You guys can call me an idiot in the comments. Who knows? But um, hopefully that this is helping you guys out because I want you to understand that the back table is your domain. And if you don't, it is literally the back table of the OR. This is where the scrub tech is standing. This is where your product is. You can't, from the videos that you're seeing, you're seeing literally like a bird's eye view of that surgical procedure. And more times than not, you're not going to be able to see that. And the reason that you need to know the surgeon's method and procedure is because you need to know when your product is going to be needed and it needs to be ready prior to that time. You should have it ready like two or three steps before you actually need your product. And when I talk about the product, the things that you need to know is all those things that I was talking about. I'm talking about, you know, guide wires, which are, which are different than fixation wires, which are different than olive wires. You need to know what sizes of screws you have. You need to know if it's going to be a solid screw or a cannulated screw. You need to know what kind of drill bits you have. Is it an over drill? Is it, you know, your regular core drill? Is it a tap? These are all things that you need to have understood in your mindset of how your product works and when what pieces come out. And a lot of times when you're studying these protocols and you're studying the surgical procedures, they're not necessarily telling you when this stuff comes out. So this is how I learned. And it was one, obviously drinking through a fire hose and being there and witnessing it and taking notes while I'm with my senior rep. But at the same time too, it's just studying these protocols because they do give you enough information. You just have to use your imagination for the rest of it. And going through some of the things that I, that I said, if you guys, that that's pretty much it for the people that, you know, already understand what this product is. If you already know what this product is and you can grab a protocol and start studying it. Great. You guys should do just fine in the interview process. How, when you you guys might be asking, but wait, he told you to sell the product. So the way that I looked at that, when he told me to sell the product would be, what could I use in this procedure? That is not just the hardware and hardware is, you know, your screws, your guide wires, these things that you're building for. So I thought about a biologic that I could use. And that is my kind of specialty. I'm constantly looking for ways to upsell, to cross sell, to add things. And what was wild was when I was working, let's say, I I believe our quota was somewhere like 1.2 to 1.5, somewhere around there. And our team, my senior rep, myself and our associate, our team did probably about 40% of that number in biologics. And that was literally just from 
us upselling. These are things that you're not necessarily needing in cases, but they can help. So I came in and I suggested using a bone graft and what they're going to do is they're gonna kind of crush it down into a more malleable kind of like paste and put it between the two bones and that's going to help when you're trying to fuse a joint together. And I learned that just by going through the different products and studying the products. So I think that that's really what kind of saved me from not knowing, I, I specifically remember what I didn't know. It was what size drill bit do you use for the type of screw that we are using? And I missed it. I knew we had two O screws, so 2.0 millimeters and three O screws, 3.0 millimeters. And the, I just couldn't remember what drill size you were gonna be using for that two O. And yeah, it screwed me. But the fact that I think I cross-sold was what kind of showed my capabilities of being a quick study and learning and what I could offer. So hopefully that helps you guys. Um, so beyond that, for the people that, you know, obviously know what this product is and uh, what these types of different screws and stuff are, good luck to you guys. You know, if you haven't already, go grab my interview checklist and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's in the link below. But for everybody else that wants to stick around for just a few more minutes, what I'll do is I'll kind of go over what some of those you know, terminology words that I was using earlier and just give you a quick explanation of what those things kind of are that so that you can imagine it because obviously you can't see it because this is a podcast. So the difference between like a guide wire and a fixation wire is literally cost um your guide wires cost more than your fixation wires do they you can they be used like synonymously is that the word i don't know something like that yes the interchangeably yes so as long as they're the same size you can use one for the other but when i say the same size i'm talking about diameter sometimes these this is where things get a little bit weird is that um some of these might not be the same length and that's where you can run into some mistakes whenever you're trying to use a depth gauge on because when you're using a guide wire the the surgeon is going to use the guide wire to fixate two different joints together and then they're going to check it under x-ray and make sure that that guide wire is exactly where they want it to be then they're going to slide a depth gauge over that guide wire to check how much wire is left hanging out so then whatever's left hanging out you subtract that so let's just say you have a hundred millimeter long guide wire and when you check it it's 77 millimeters long then that means uh you have 23 millimeters of guide wire inside of the body so you're going to use a 23 millimeter long screw and the type of screw that you're going to use because you have a guide wire is a cannulated screw those cannulated screws the easiest way for you to understand if you don't know what cannulated means is think of a straw so the inside of the straw has been hollowed out that is now cannulated. So these screws, the core has been hollowed out so that it can slide over a guide wire and hence the term guide wire. <laughs> and uh, when it comes to obviously the different types of fixation wires and olive wires, different things like that, obviously you'll learn all those things as you're kind of going through it. But just start thinking about that terminology, especially when you're reading through those protocols so that you understand where and when they're used. Because when you're setting up that back table, that's how you're setting it up. You're essentially looking at 
the back table and as you're telling the scrub tech to pull pieces out, you're pulling pieces out in order of when they're gonna be used just like they would be in the procedure. And you need to keep an eye on where everything is because a lot of times too, they can be moving back and forth with uh, putting different things down on the table. Things can kind of start wiggling around and you're going to help that scrub tech find these things and expedite the case that you are in. That is your job. Your job is to help facilitate the back table to make sure that the case runs smoothly for the surgeon and the patient. You want to make sure that everything, you know, that there aren't hiccups in the situation that you are in. And if there is a hiccup, that you have a plan B and a plan C. And a lot of times that means, you know, bringing more product than you need, but it will save you it has saved me plenty of times when I was uh, working inside of the OR so keep that in mind this is you know this is as high level as I could possibly give it to you guys especially in podcast form without images and video and stuff so hopefully that helped out if you guys want more of something like this or anything else please leave it in the comments below and I will answer those questions and congratulations to Sam shout out if you're listening to this good luck in your new role can't wait to hear about it and I'm excited to learn something myself because I never worked for a distributorship so it'd be cool to hear about that all right guys and that is it for medical sales unfiltered until the next one